This is a HeadGum Original. In 1977, NASA sent two solid gold records into space so that aliens might find them and understand life on Earth. I send greetings on behalf of the people of our planet and friendly wishes to all who may encounter this voyager. Now, we're making new records with our friends. We step out of our solar system into the universe seeking only peace and friendship. We know full well that our planet and all its inhabitants are but a small part of this immense universe that surrounds us. Hello from the children of planet Earth. Well, 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 well. Well, well, well. Yours got really soft. Yeah, well, I went, I decided to go into head voice at some point. Yeah. Head voice? Yeah. Do you know, you obviously haven't what is that chorus um so you know i didn't take i didn't take chorus babe i was in the closet in high school (laughs) (laughs) and i took chorus because i was uh was also in the the opposite um no we actually were required uh to do it and it so head voices when like you're up here it's when you're kind of you're singing at the top of your head and not from your voice do you know what i'm saying I'm singing like this. Yeah, there you go. That People are going to hate this. Yeah. <laughs> I got to be scary. honest, this isn't going to sound good. Shelby, how are you? Oh, good. How are you? How was night swimming that I wasn't invited to? Uh, night swimming was really fun. Yeah. And that sounds about right. To, what you need to know is um, there were lights in the pool that turned on when it got dark. Yeah, I saw I saw that from the photos that I you know looked at. Yeah, how are you? What were you up to last night? Oh, I watched a lot of episodes of The Outer Banks. So equally yeah, you, cool. You're very critical of that show, but you watch every episode. Oh, I'm not critical of Outer Banks. Oh, I must be thinking of someone else. I thought it was you who said they were just hot teens. Oh, not that's not show. me. I think it's a fascinating show. I can't get enough. <laughs> Let me be clear. Let me be clear. Nobody is less critical of Outer Banks than me. I love the show. I think the storylines are insane. I (laughs) I can't get enough. There's they're now sort of introducing magic, which is sort of a wild Riverdale, right? You're a Riverdale person. You're thinking of Gabby now. Um, I have (laughs) seen. I thought you liked Riverdale. I can't understand Riverdale. It doesn't make sense. To me, Riverdale and Outer Banks are the same exact concept. But to me, Riverdale is one of the best comedies on television. It's just not built as such. Oh, my God. (laughs) Speaking of hot teens, I'm so excited for our guest today. Shelby, can you tell me if you feel the same? I'm freaking the fuck out, if that's okay to say. Uh, I think it is okay to say. Our incredible guest today is writer and comedian. Uh, You may know her from As of Yet, which premiered at Tribeca and won the Nora Ephron Award. We're obsessed with her. We love her. Make some noise for Taylor Garrett. Make some noise for Taylor Garrett. Can I make some noise for myself? Yeah. You have to. You have to. Hi, sweet freaking angels. How are you? Good. How are you? We're better now that you're here. I'm so so true. Um, Can I bring one thing up just from the jump? And that is that um, when you started talking about head voice, it really hit home because I was a theater kid in high school (laughs) and I was also an alto too. So in terms of um, getting cast in roles that were written for women, um, 
it was it was a hard thing for it was me a big head voice. I, it was a it was a head voice time and i i'm more i'm just a belter i really am yeah um when they cast taylor's they, crying right now I'm, yeah <laughs> i'm okay it's actually pretty fucked up you called Everyone it up needs to know. To she's sobbing oh, what was no, the most they're... head voice role you played in Ooh, uh, growing that's up tricky, that's a tricky one um well, they never cast. They kind of like, I guess the head voice pieces would be like in the ensemble. In the ensemble, if they didn't have enough like sopranos, they kind of just bumped me up there. Um, in terms of the actual roles that I got, they just never cast me in. Like I was very much so typecast. I was a gospel singing kangaroo uh, in Susical the Musical. I was Taylor the Black Girl in High School Musical. Um, that was her the character's actual name. <laughs> she did sing in a very low register. Um, so I think they just kind of worked with me to a certain extent, but it did prevent me from getting lots of lead roles. And I obviously have um, kind of no lingering mental effects because of that. I don't um, think of it. It never crosses my mind. No, it's that, no, no, no. <laughs> like that would be wild if I was still working on that in therapy. High school was a while ago. <laughs> 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 it'd be wild to be in therapy first of all i'm yeah, strong like, uh, i'm strong-minded and healthy so i don't do anything right like, like oh you're mentally ill grow up you know grow up i don't drink some, I don't drink speak some water drink you know? yeah like, girl wash your face girl right? wash your face if you are if you're broke and or mentally ill don't speak to anybody on this pod because we Precisely. can't relate because i'm just gonna say go for a run because that's what works for me nature is medicine it, i'm always saying no it's like exercise is kind of just like the key <laughs> well yeah it's the natural endorphins right it's the For natural sure. yeah endorphins. the runners the runners high god uh, i get even like a walker's high as long as i'm outside and like being active like i'm just sometimes i high. think about exercising and i'm like oop high and now i can't because i'm stuck on the <laughs> yeah. couch because i'm high if I see somebody exercising, I am not depressed for weeks because of the transference that occurs in that time. That's so weird because I thought that only happened to me, but we should talk about that. Um, I think that means we're actually the opposite of mentally ill. We're like mentally advantaged. Yeah. Yes, and I'm exactly. Also a millionaire. That's what, yes. I have $30 million in the bank right now. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. Um, Say how much? I. That's so uncouth. I'm at 22. No. 24. 24. Oh, 22 I and 24. Yeah. I'm like working on some investments. So For sure. For sure. It's uh, That's just liquid. I mean, yeah. 24 was just liquid. <laughs> yeah. I want to make yeah, that clear. Exactly. 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 Like other See, stuff is like I, I like to know places. what everyone has in the bank so that if we were to go to lunch anytime soon, I would know who was supposed to buy. Because like when I sit and down to you, lunch babe. with a group of people, it's me. When I sit down to lunch with a group of people, I say, everyone here, say your salary. And then whoever yeah. has the highest one, I go, you're getting the check. Sometimes people do, are like uncomfortable when I say that. And I'm like, okay, go for a run, you know, like drink some go water. Go for a run, drink some water. Like, be healthier. I actually, it's pretty impressive of me, um, not to toot my own horn, but <laughs> toot toot, uh, considering the kind of uh, median household wealth of black individuals that at such a young age, I'm 17 years old and I have $24 million liquid, <laughs> not including You're driving the median up. You're driving the median yeah, up quite a bit. Exactly, and that's my, exactly, exactly. That's kind of my role as like kind of a, like a, like a black innovator. Uh, my black pee doesn't have a color. Oh, what? Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I didn't color? know pee could have a color. Does pee have a color? My pee is c- completely see-through and clear. So is mine. When I pee in the toilet, it just looks like you poured a little bit of water in there. Taylor, what does your pee look like? My pee is clear with the exception of when I... Okay, admitting this too. I'm just being really vulnerable right now, and I, I just feel really comfortable yeah. with you guys, I guess. Aww. But um, do you guys ever have those, like, um, those? They give, them, they give them out once you reach 10 million liquid. Um, those, like, gold kind of tablets that they give you. So when you yes. pee, it just yes. kind of shimmers. It, yes. Um, it's actually, like, real, it's like real lithium. It's like opalescent. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Really I have my own kind of lithi- lithium mine. It's actually right next door to the musks um, who are you really great. You have a great. lithium mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're really great people. And that's oh, how. Oh, I didn't realize you got into that. Yeah, I get those little tablets on the Lolo. So if you need some, I got. I got kind of Thank a, you. Yeah, we've been plug. 
We usually have about two cabinets in the house full, right? Sure, two sure, cabinets? Sure. Yeah, I think it's two or two and a half. Two yeah. and a half. But we've been low lately because we've been having guests stay over. And when we have guests stay over, we like to treat them to the finer things Yeah, in life. of course. You guys yeah. are so generous. That's, I've yeah. always said well, about you. I'm, I made my wealth personally because my grandfather invented blood diamonds. Oh, that's so weak. And is so your, we always sort of have those around. I feel you like say? I feel like we might have a mutual like great grandparent. Yeah, like maybe a great or a great great. Um, that's so funny because that was always kind of the story uh, in my family. But actually, I I made my wealth, and by made I mean I worked incredibly hard in so far mm. that I chose my mother to bear me. Um, yeah. And it's just every single one of the adults. Uh, once you kind of reach like 18 in my family, you become uh, a professional athlete. Every one yeah. of them has. We have. We all have different What's names, your sport? obviously. Just kind of the whole the whole gamut. Um, the you most, play every uh, sport professional. Oh, I, I don't. It's all, that's the men's job. Oh, <laughs> um, I don't. No, I'm, okay. I'm an, just an award winning uh, filmmaker. I, Do you guys um, like oil? We've been big in oil in my family. Sure, sure. We never. We've dabbled. You know, <laughs> okay. we've dabbled. Yeah. But, we like the way that it creates war. That for us, I like the way that it creates that yeah. plastic. <laughs> Me too. I don't think, um, and I don't know if you guys have experienced this as young, hot, healthy people with no mental illness who have money. Mm. I don't think I can die. I actually have talked to a scientist that says that I won't. I have frozen some of my genetics, mm. and Your it costs. Or- no, what do you just mean by genetics. genetics? Uh, they took a little bit of blood and a little bit of bone marrow from me, and they can create a new me anytime I get sick, and um, I'll live forever. And, and why? And why would they need to freeze bone marrow? Just because I'm not familiar. It's just it's part of like you know the the rib of Adam created Eve kind of thing. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. a part of it's a part of it. I always forget that you're a fundamentalist Christian. <laughs> <laughs> you well, and that's Taylor how you make your money. Common. Yeah, I'm yeah. also I'm I was I started Catholic and then <laughs> kind of pivoted. Um, yeah. and now I'm now I'm more kind of evangelical. Only only because I just like. Um, Wow, that was going to take a hard left turn into the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. And I'm glad that I did it. it Stop myself. Stop myself. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. yeah. Thank you. But yeah. Um, Yeah, I started off Catholic and now um, kind of evangelical, just waiting, just waiting for that second coming. And, you know, I'll still be be here because I can afford to survive um, climate catastrophe. Yeah, that's actually part of what they did when they froze my stuff was they were like, we can also make this so that you can survive without water. I wanted to ask you guys um, something I find really important in the climate apocalypse, which mm-hmm. there's a big report out today about uh, supposedly. Oh, I'm not going to read it. And if I was <laughs> if I was less healthy, I, I it would have ruined me this morning. But instead, I will say I'm totally that I um, I had my first uh, symptom of mental illness this morning ever. It presented, and of course, I quickly tamped that shit down. But uh, yeah, I, I did read the report and I spiraled, and it wasn't it wasn't. Fine. I, yeah, I don't. I don't do that shit anymore. Yeah, um, of course. We're past I, I've learned my lesson. I'm not a scientist. I've got nothing to offer the problem. Uh, but I wanted to ask you guys in a post um, post apocalyptic um, in a post apocalyptic sort of climate disaster scenario. What do you guys think you um, What do you think you offer to a roving uh, like clean water gang or something? Um, I am pretty good at growing plants. That's an honest answer. Wow. Um, yeah, I didn't I'm, know that about I'm, you. Yeah, I like. Um, I uh, care deeply about growing food. I very kind of loosely 
studied um, permaculture in college only because like my, I wasn't, it wasn't actually like classes I necessarily took. It was like a little one credit thing that you can do and work in the permaculture garden on campus. And I when worked at a loosely, vegan. When you say loosely, it makes it sound like you just like grew weed in your dorm. <laughs> You're like, I yeah. loosely studied I honestly, permaculture. I should have done that. Weed is actually incredibly difficult, but maybe I can it carry that over and that people are going to still need weed, you know? Yeah. I can apply oh, those skills to growing. Maybe more so. Yeah. Kind of any northeastern climate. Uh, well, <laughs> obviously, it'll be a little different, but uh, yeah. lots of vegetables and um, edibles and also um, marijuana. <laughs> also, I'm not really concerned about the climate catastrophe because I'm going if, as soon as things get like a little bit bad, I'm going to kill myself. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I don't have any. I don't have any patience for that. Yeah, it's, well, honey, it's already gotten a little. That's the problem is that it's coming on. Like, because I feel the same way. If sure. like tomorrow it was like they were like, all right, asteroids on the way. Like, I would be like, okay, tight. I'm gonna, I'm gonna t- take this into my own hands. I'm gonna peace out now. Yeah, see, but it. it's it's coming like a slow drip. And so every yeah. day you wake up and there's a new video of people escaping a fire on a boat, mm-hmm, and you mm-hmm. go, okay, is it time yet? Yeah, you yeah. Know, yeah. It's, it's really difficult that way. That's the truth. And it's like, it's kind of like the whole frog in boiling water scenario where it's like, if you heat it up little by little, it's not going to jump out. And then one day it's going to be dead. It's going to be, that's going to be me where it's like, if you hit it, heat it up little by little, it's not going to notice until you until they're like, okay, now it is illegal to use the AC. Um, and that's when I'm gone. No, thank I just you. want you guys to let me know when it's happening. Cause I would hate to be the last one to know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want to be sure. the last one hanging around and being like, wait, wow. Fuck. You know? Yeah, I think any lighthearted addition to Taylor's records at this point is going to be hilarious. <laughs> uh, against against the backdrop of this intro, when when Taylor's like when Taylor's like, I would add a bop it. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be funny. Um, that uh, article really did sort of mess with my mind in the morning. Yeah, I have. Read it. Uh, yeah, I really wish I didn't. I actually, I, I fully, I saw that it came out and then I saw like the major headlines and I was like, I'm not doing this. And then I was on Twitter, which was my first mistake. And one of my friends who is a medical doctor sent me the article and was like, well, we're doomed. And I was like, first, I literally, uh, my response to it was, here's a list of things you can always DM me. Pictures of animals, pictures of, you know, cute babies, um, heartwarming stories, uh, funny memes, um, unfunny memes, but they're about mental health. So like maybe they're relatable, uh, just like a list of that, you you know, and then the other list was things I don't ever want you to send me under any circumstances. And it's horrifying articles about uh, inevitable climate change. And he got the point. It was kind of lighthearted and fun. Taylor, that literally, I mean, when I was in college and I was going through my my famed uh, massive depressive spiral, sure. I started texting my friends, like, here's a list of things I do not want to be discussed in these group chats. Because it was every fucking day people being, like, ironic and quote-unquote funny about, like, the North Korean missile crisis or, like, climate change. And, I, and I'm like, no more. No I more. I just don't. It's like, do you know, I, you guys, if you're my friends, you know I'm on Twitter all day. You know I've seen this shit. Like, why would you right. tell me? Right. Why, why do you want to upset me? I also think... Caleb that's just like good boundary setting like don't send me this like haha like no big deal but also don't do this again or I might block you like out of my life in general you know yeah I do hate when somebody sets a boundary with me though I it's okay that. if I set one but I don't like when someone sets 100%. one back. yeah the big difference is Caleb would ab- absolutely cut someone off for setting a boundary yeah for if sure. someone sent me that I'd be like you're weak get bye but and here's the thing that's anyway. a boundary that you're setting and that's important yeah Okay, Taylor, you're so true about I'm that. I'm here for it. Yeah, I uh, I have recently taken to um, kind of 
blind optimism that somebody on earth is smart enough to figure it out. And I'm just, I'm talking climate change and I'm figure I'm, I'm holding on to that, um, whether or not it is logical or not, like someone is going to figure it out and it's not going to be me because I am a writer. Um, yeah, I could write sort of a, like an idea, but it wouldn't be realistic. <laughs> you know what I'll say also, it's not going to be Greta Thunberg. Um, sure. sh- I, I don't know why she gets to, she like skipped school and now she gets to be like the face of, I don't understand why she's in charge. Oh. I don't, I really don't get it. Caleb hates kids. We always forget that. No, for sure. I love kids. I just think it's so bizarre that she like gets to go in front of world leaders and be like, you need to fix it. And it's like, right, I mean, right. I just don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how we got here. I don't know why she is the face of the thing. It's confusing. Cause I mean, I skipped school and I became the face of, uh, you know, rolling a blunt in the Buttonwood Park Zoo parking lot. Um, Right. And I'm not asking for fame. Do you know? I just, I, that's my, that was my, my title. And I, and I did it the best to the best of my abilities for sure. Yeah. I skipped school and I became my parents like most confusing child. They were like, we don't really yeah. understand what's up with her. What is up with her? <laughs> I waited to uh, start skipping school until I had already gotten into college. So my parents, like, what were you going to do about it? Skipping class in college. Oh, I started in middle school and that was the big problem for oh, yeah, me and the family. And I wasn't skipping school. I was skipping specific classes if I didn't like the teacher. I think well, that makes sense. Their vibes should be better. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That sounds like the teacher's fault. Thank you. I, yeah, I was really big on, um, if I didn't like the teacher, I would like go to my advisor or my homeroom teacher and be like, Hey, I don't want to go. So I'm not gonna. I got in really good with, um, we had like four, our high school was huge and we had like four different houses that you could belong to just to like organize things, I guess. And instead of like headmasters, okay, we had, instead to... of he- it literally Hogwarts, yeah. um, but it was actually just like a real, one of the poorest performing schools in the state of Massachusetts. <laughs> um, but, uh, so we, instead of housemaster, we, instead of headmasters, we had housemasters and my housemaster and I were fucking tight. And, um, I had this French teacher who I actually really got along with she was my one of my close friends moms but she was definitely borderline and um if i would if i caught her on the wrong day she would like flip out and send me to the office and i got sent to the office so frequently that my housemaster was just like listen i know you're not doing anything wrong she's just like tapped um can you just go back and tell her you have detention you don't actually have it just go back and tell her and like look all sullen <laughs> and like sulk back into class and so every single time i'd be like i'd walk back to class like <sighs> And just the look of pride on her face that she got me. That's sent to so detention. disgusting. That's yeah. so disgusting that you have to like that, that, that. This other adult is like, hey, can you as a child please go and like appease this other adult's ego really quick, just so they feel like they won. See, for me, that makes me feel like an a re- like that rocks to me. I'm like, I'm in with the teachers. They love me. Mm-hmm. We all are pranking another teacher together. I love but that. But it's, it's really just like kind of appeasing their, uh, you know, Mental appeasing illness. something that they really should be working on if they're working with children. Um, yeah. but, and, and this is not to say anything about my own upbringing, but let's just say that I was used to it and I was pretty good at it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the con, like those old timey, any, anything old timey, like headmaster, housemaster, anything like that, like anybody, here's what I'll say. Anybody who uh, loves tradition 
I walk, don't, I walk, don't run from that. Childish. I don't like that. Childish. It's childish. It's scary. Loving tradition is really scary and weird. I so I have so many feelings about that. Do you mean run, don't walk, or do you walk, don't run? Away? I walk, don't run because I'm not super scared, but I am a okay. little scared. Like you're okay. not like like your life is not in danger, but you want to get away from this person. Right. I don't run because it's like they're not. Ultimately, I can't prove there's anything wrong with being obsessed with tradition, but I do feel like let me get over there. Like sure, real, sure, real, sure. real medium. I think that there are like specific like holiday traditions. Okay. You know what? Like, what's the worst that can sure. happen? You know, wrap a gift. I don't care. You know, but like religious traditions, sometimes, sometimes fun, sometimes. Uh, um, also, big, lots of feelings on circumcision. We can talk about that. Um, you uh, love circumcision. You're I, big into it. I famously love it and will defend it. You think it's really good and smart. I think it's really good and smart. And here's the thing: that there are plenty of reasons why people would or would not and i simply have my own opinion on why people should not in general but i think my biggest thing uh is wedding traditions how do you feel about them yes hey, or no you love something blue hate something new <laughs> i just don't under what okay i tweeted this last night and then i had to delete it because i did sorry i keep talking about twitter i am again mentally ill um but i, I had to delete <laughs> it because i realized that i was going to be offending too many like my hometown friends but like w- literally can does one of you understand what the point of a wedding shower is like a baby oh, shower gifts. it's like you're having a baby you're getting you know you're, you're getting stuff it's more gifts it's, i know a new human yeah but what why? Oh, I'm not saying it's correct. I'm just saying the point is the point more is gifts. gifts. Okay. The point is we get more gifts because we are signing a document. I am very on the record as saying across the board, hate weddings. Do not don't like the shower, don't like the wedding, don't like the reception, don't want to be invited, don't ask me to be in it. I don't everyone may it's your business. I don't want just please everyone elope. Please elope and leave me the fuck out of it. I don't want to fly across the country. I don't want to buy a suit. I don't want to wear the fancy little shoes and listen to your uncle give a speech and sit with your cousins at the table. I fucking hate it. See, I'm good with a wedding. I like being at one. I love a wedding. I love a wedding that's like we actually already did the ceremony. We actually been married. We're throwing a big car- party because we want to like celebrate with all our friends and our mm. moms would be uh, upset if we didn't actually throw a party. Well, we're well getting thought. more of those now. We're getting yeah. more of those because people were like, yeah. we're going to just get married in COVID on our own. And we'll throw a party then later we'll hang yeah. out. I don't personally I have that. any experience with that. Um, but if I did, that's definitely what I would do is just get married on like the low, low, not post about it, not tell anybody. And then like throw a big party later that has nothing to like, there's no first dance. It has nothing to do with that. It's just like, it's a cocktail hour, uh, maybe in the little kind of water tower in the, uh, the roof of the Williamsburg hotel. And I invite all my closest friends and even distant friends. Um, cause you know, potentially my partner's parents will be paying for it cause they have more money than I could ever imagine. And, uh, it's just, it's cocktails and hors d'oeuvres. I love that. Yeah. That's kind of my fantasy. If I, if I was ever going to get married, which I wouldn't cause bleh, who has time? What kind of hors d'oeuvres? Oh, that's tricky. Um, I feel like I lean like kind of a Mediterranean. So like perhaps like a pita cracker Caleb, with like me. a little, sh- a little smear of a uh, hummus and like a fresh herb. Um, we get some like okay. marinated shrimp on like, like just two on like a little skewer, you know, um, that is an incredible thing to transition. Say. It's a yeah. good transition. It's a good Shelby transition. Has a, a good Shelby transition. has a question for you. If, if you were gonna, you know, we were gonna, uh, send something new up to space and based on climate change, it really will be the only record we have sure. of us. Um, what is the first thing you're including? Okay. Um, that's actually so funny that you bring it up just right now. Yeah. Um, now yeah, that this yeah, is yeah. on my brain, but number one, the first thing I would bring is frankly shrimp. 
Agree. Exactly. Agree exactly. so big. I fucking love shrimp. Shrimp I, is the best. It's so versatile. It cooks immediately. Like you can get them frozen and they're still good. You can get them fresh and they're still good. Like it's. Do I feel a little bad because like overfishing the oceans? Uh, sure, but again, I, I didn't overfish the oceans. I'm no, you five, did not. I'm eating five shrimp once a week. Like, am you, I really the problem with what what's going on in the ocean? You barely fish the oceans at all. That is one thing about you. Frankly, I I stay away from the ocean at all costs, and it's because I have a healthy respect for it, and because it, it'll take you out. It, it really, really will. will take you out. It's it'll a really scary place. Ultimately, I like going to the beach and stuff. You know, like being in the sand. But then my friends are like, I'm gonna go float in the water, or like swim in the water, and I'm like, what? That's not. That's not what it's for. Like to be clear, I get in there, but it is a dangerous endeavor. Was just, it Aristotle or Socrates who said life is a beach? I'm just playing in the sand. Oh, that was Euripides, but like easy. Euripides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Easy. Yes, yes. You were close. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. No Shelby. problem. Yes. Um, yes. But yeah, I agree. Um, the shrimp. Um, they're they're just delicious little little morsels. Um, you can kind of fit them into any kind of cuisine. Yes, you can eat them cold. You can eat them hot. Oh god, they work. They work with so like it, it's such a it's, shrimp is, has such a good flavor on its own, but it works in so many different flavor profiles. Like you can fucking spicy, sweet, cold, hot, uh, Asian. Uh, Literally, Mexican. like you go to Trader Joe's, you get a sauce and you saute some shrimp in it. It's gonna be good. It's gonna work. It's gonna be good. That's so true. I love shrimp. And if Shelby um, ever decided to go, Shelby's a vegetarian husband since she's uh, nine, fourteen. Nine. Nine, correct. Your mom was fourteen. Um, crazy, crazy memory on that. Yeah, on the ages. Yeah, come on, come on, Jilly. <laughs> um, shout out, Jill, if you're listening. Um, but Shelby's vegetarian. If you ever went pescatarian, Shelby, I feel that you would spend a decent amount of time with shrimp. Well, you know, Lindsay's like really, really praying I'll go pescatarian. I am. We are. Lindsay and I are in the same boat on that. Okay. Can I bring one thing up? And that is that I was also a vegetarian for many years. I started when I was also 14. Okay. Things in okay, Shelby's you. mom and Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> me and your mom, me and Jill, chillin'. Um, uh, Ooh, with the name. Jillin'. Um, and I became a pescatarian in my 20s. Um, and shrimp was one of the main reasons why. And I went many years without them. And I, I know I could do it again if I like needed to, like if there was some kind of, I don't know, climate crisis or something that came up, um, I could probably do it, but I simply am not going to do that in that moment because I love shrimp and also seafood in general, but I did narrow it down for this. Love a scallop, love a halibut. Thank you. I have kind of a question that I think will be a little bit offensive to the pick. And I just want you to know that I don't mean for it to be. But if we had to send food up in the way that like astronauts eat food, like powderized, Mm -hmm. would you still send shrimp? I think so. Okay. I'm just curious. I just it is sort of mean to do to shrimp, I think, ultimately. But I'm just wondering if that's how we'd have to send it up and if it was. Sure. Maybe you could probably like rehydrate them somehow. I don't know. Maybe the texture would be a little off. But I would if we're in space and like we can only have a few little luxuries, I'll eat some like rehydrated shrimp. That's fine. Like I can close my eyes and pretend this is like a delicious like shrimp cocktail or something. Also, shrimp (laughs) chips are really good. You ever had those? Shrimp chips are so good. They're so good. So I imagine that like a freeze dried shrimp would just be like shrimp chip. Shrimp chip chip. Um, do you want uh taylor do you want do you have a specific diet that you want the aliens to be on if they come to earth like is there do you want them to be pescatarian do you want them to be mostly vegetarian just trying seafood sometimes do you care i think my only kind of 
thing that I would insist on is that they eat a Mediterranean diet because it's just so healthy um, for you. Yeah. It's just like so kind of chic, you know, for me, I want them to be vegan because I want people to be able to eat whatever they want. And the aliens are coming to us. The climate's already in a bad place. Let's Mm. just have them eat it. Let's have them not aid in the problems. That makes, that makes a lot of sense. I bet that we could, um, hide things from them so we could like not tell them about certain certain foods and then they wouldn't even know that they existed and then that would be all for us um but it does feel a little xenophobic if i'm being honest um (laughs) it is giving yeah it is giving xenophobia yeah oh never mind about what i said then um (laughs) wait 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 shelby i just came up with a really good question for taylor Mm -hmm. this one's gonna this one's gonna this one's gonna break the pod I'm going to be annoyed, I think. Am I? I don't think I don't think so. But maybe. Let me know if you are afterwards. Taylor. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I love feedback. Taylor, if you had to have all the ways to prepare and serve shrimp, if you had to pick just one for the aliens to receive from your record, and this is the this is their first experience with shrimp, what how would you send it? Oh, I was going to say top three shrimp dishes. So this is a really, we're aligned. Oh, in a way. Okay. yeah. Well, do so it wait, am I doing, Let's do, am I doing top three? Do top three. Okay. That's very red lobster of y'all. I want to say that. Thank you. But definitely have a premiere number one. Yeah. Okay. Wow. This is tough. Um, Big pressure. And don't fuck, and don't fuck this up by the way. No, I definitely yeah, am going this to. Is for um, and I feel, yeah, I feel okay with that. Um, <laughs> I, okay. Three. Let me just say, like, garlic, butter, a little white wine. I guess that's like a scampi. Um, yeah. That's like one That's one way you can put it over kind of whatever and it tastes good. Eat it in a salad, put it over rice or noodles. Um, that's number three. Um, two. Number two is, like, there's this really uh, Portuguese Portuguese food that is also by um, <laughs> by colonization's uh, uh, reach, uh, Cape Verdean food, which is where my mom's from. And it's called shrimp Mozambique. And it's like shrimp cooked in a saffron and beer and garlic sauce. Ooh. And it is absolutely delicious. I can't wait until I eventually um, get to LA, which I will. <laughs> and I will make it, I'll make it for you. And I will, I'll figure out how to make it for you too, Shelby. I will. Cause Thank it's delicious you. and you deserve that. Um, and number one, wow. One. And my number one preparation of shrimp would be, um, I guess like grilled with a light teriyaki sauce over it. Not yeah, like not dripping, yeah. you know what I mean? But just yeah, like, it's like glazed. a little hint of it and they were on a skewer and they were on the grill. Yes. Yeah. They mm-hmm. they have a they they usually have a teriyaki uh, grilled shrimp skewer option when you go to Red Lobster's Endless Shrimp. Endless Shrimp, and you can pick if you pick the right <laughs> meal on the Endless Shrimp menu. Um, you can pick up to three different kinds, and you can change the kinds when you get your next serving of endless sriracha shrimp. scampi. Oh my gosh! They have the 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 skewers. They have um, yeah, that might be it. Is there, is there one with like a like a zitar on it? They have like, yeah, they have like, they change them every year. I think there's like one that's not, not there sometimes and then there's the other times. Are any of these breaded shrimps or are they all grilled, oh, steamed? Oh, coconut. Boiled? Yeah, oh, coconut that's breaded what it shrimp. That's and they what have it like is. the, po- job, they have the popcorn kind Thank sometimes. You. But I'm also just like, if you're going to choose popcorn shrimp when you're going to endless shrimp. Childish. Let's go home. Grow up. Grow go, up and Get go a fucking home. chicken tender and you go home. You can literally go to the grocery store and get freezer popcorn shrimp and eat them at home. And like, are you eating freezer shrimp at Red Lobster? Yes. But you you might as well do the sriracha kind. You might as well do the boom boom kind. You know, like, don't play in my face getting popcorn shrimp as an option in your fucking unlimited shrimp. 
How do you guys feel about? Oh, Caleb actually has a lot to say, and I'm not. I don't. You go ahead. You go ahead. You go ahead. You go ahead. (laughs) Well, I was just gonna say, how do you guys feel about going to a restaurant for breakfast and getting a breakfast sandwich? That feels disrespectful to me, but I am just wondering, sort of, how everyone else feels. It depends if the place. Like, there are some places that really like go in on a bre- like breakfast mm. sandwich is their big thing like they'll do like really extravagant breakfast sandwiches yeah um but i agree with you generally if there's a big menu of other things and a sandwich is one of them i'm like i don't know order, yeah. order well, something also, with a little more a breakfast sandwich to me is not a sit-down option you don't get a breakfast sandwich yeah, if you're you sitting down you're at the walking. restaurant yeah you get it to go you're like i'm going to this place to pick up a breakfast sandwich i think that my one exception would be one if you are like traveling and you're at i don't know like some kind of rest stop or what? I guess you're not getting sit down then. Um, let me move past that. Um, my other exception. <laughs> I go so exactly. So That's Taylor, <laughs> my exception would be if you are hungover. Like if you're yes. hungover and the thing well, that you, you, you know the cure that the thing that'll cure your hangover is to go to breakfast to go to breakfast or brunch with your friends and drink one mimosa and eat a breakfast sandwich. Then I think that you need to do what is good in the name of self care. You need to take care of yourself. What is good in the name of self care? What is good in the name of self care? What is good in the name of self care? What's good? Water, drinking water. What's good in the name of self care? Drinking water, being really wealthy. Hey, I have something that would be, I think, self care for everyone on the podcast, and that's us throwing to a break so that our listeners can enjoy these hot, hot ads. Yuck. No. Welcome, Welcome bark. bark. Taylor, do um, you Taylor, would you like to bark like a dog? Like I'm sorry, like a what? Oh God, we gotta stop doing this. Every every it episode, makes me laugh every time. Would you like to? We said welcome, bark. Mm-hmm. Um, and you want me to bark like a dog? <laughs> okay. No, listen. No one, no one likes this. Our listeners do. Our listeners like it. No, I'll super, I'll super bark like a dog. I think it's just, yeah, it's just like the kind of the, the optics of two white people asking a black friend to bark like a dog. See, I think that's got to be the last time we ask someone to do you know what? it. I'm ready. Are you Are you ready? I'm gonna do like a. Little- <laughs> You can't bark now. You're not allowed. No, she's doing it with such anger in her face. You know what I do? I, I bark at uh, cat collars on the street sometimes. I just got a text from Taylor's agent. <laughs> and it says, yeah, you in the Zoom immediately. Pig. Yeah, in the Zoom immediately. Okay. Yeah, Which is, sucks of... because I think we have some of the same We people. We do. We do. Um, Fuck. <laughs> so sorry <laughs> um well this was awesome girl and i cannot begin to explain how much i look up to you at, what if that was the end of the pod um taylor what's something so embarrassing in all of humanity that you think it should be deleted from the records entirely and before you say your answer shelby wants to tell you a disclaimer about it okay. it doesn't have to be big stuff it does not have to be our cheeto and cheese donald trump <laughs> He's not the cheat on cheat anymore, freak. He is to some people. And you have to know that. I understand. (laughs) Mike's Um, in the police. You know that. And um, Mike's a cop. It doesn't have to be famine or like cancer. It could be something um, like lighthearted. Less important. Sure. I will say that the thing that I prepared to bring up, we have already talked about. And it was just like the whole pomp and circumstance around weddings. Um, (laughs) So I can fully say that again. But I can think of something different if you need me to. 
No, I'm so glad that you said that again because I always want to talk about it honestly. I I think you're so correct. And I don't want to give I don't want aliens to know about weddings because I want them to think that we're cooler than that. What you gotta admit, weddings are fucking corny. They're so corny. It's and a that's what like, endeavor. I think that if we like it's already like okay. The earth is already the ghetto, right? We've already like established that. So like if they're going to come here and look around and be like, wow, like the worst thing that they could also think is like, wow, this place fucking sucks. And also people who live here are cornballs. Like not only did they they ruin this whole planet that kind of had everything going for it. But they aren't self-aware about it. That's what I'm saying. It's like they did. They they're ruining it and making it worse in a way that is whack. And you think that you would just do it in a cooler way. I don't I don't know. I decided to come out about hating weddings uh, as soon as I started seeing viral YouTube videos of people doing choreographed dances. White people. That to me, when white people started doing choreographed dances down the aisle with their with their grooms, people and brides, whatever's, I said, it's gotta end. It has to end. The corniness Where, knows. There no was end. one specific one that really, really took off and I can't was it to happy? <laughs> and they were just kind of like dancing through the eye i don't ever want to know that your rehearsal was a bunch of people being like all right and when they get to this point i want you to jump forward and like a five six (laughs) it was a choreographer not you guys went to dance class don't go to dance class the only people that should be doing dances during their wedding that are choreographed are like professional dancers. dancers if you are two dancers getting married for sure yes. even one dancer getting married to someone who's not a dancer but like tolerates you you yes. know like that's fine. at that point my god take the floor and here's and here's the thing i am like fundamentally a pretty corny person right like i couldn't escape that because so true and it's it's thank every, you for admitting it we no, didn't no, no. i'm so happy to like own my truth about that and i'm like actively trying to be less corny every day but there is going to be just a level of cornballishness to my general existence yes. i was raised by i was a, a you know a, a late millennial uh, gen z cusper if you will raised by boomers and all right. of my other friends were raised by uh, Gen Xers, which doesn't make them more corny, but it makes which doesn't make them less corny, but it does make them like more apathetic. So right. like, th- and that's like inherently not corny. Like if you don't care about shit, like that's cool. You know, cool. Cool I unfortunately care about things. Like I love a birthday. I know. And I like love a celebration. I think that like we are all here on earth um, through no choice of our own and without our consent. So if we can find little things to like celebrate, to make our day-to-day existence less bleak and horrible and like distract us from the abyss that like life is actually kind of uh, meaningless, then I think that we should do that. But we can do it in a way that is not corny. I think. One of the corniest things I've ever heard. Thank you. What you just said you are an ambassador for corniness and corny I think, individuals i think that's fine i want to say that a couple of weeks ago i texted caleb and told him that i missed him and he said it was horny with an h um and so that's one of those things that i also i think, I, I think well, actually my direct response to it was that i immediately called you and yelled at you for not living in la you facetimed me and the first thing <laughs> out of your mouth was that what you you just sent me a really horny text and the text was not me missing you lol <laughs> I, can I say something? Yes. That is a little horny. It's horny. Yeah, it's horny. Are you kidding? I was being. What would be? Would it be less horny if I was just like Caleb? I miss you. No, the concept. Uh, I mean, longing for someone in any way <laughs> is, is inherent. No, is that's horny. right. That's that's pretty. sort of the that's sort of the the first the first horny act. Is it also long? Is it also someone. corny? Would you say? Yes. Corny is and it horny. horn and corn. Yeah, it's yeah. it's given horn and corn. Okay, so I guess I'm corny and also horny, and you know what? I was on Zoom. You can't really escape that. I've been corny from the jump. You can't, corny from you, the jump. You can't let go of that. 
and that's going to follow me for a job. Maybe that's what I would delete from the from the future. Just any evidence of me being a children's <laughs> show. On well, I would delete any evidence of me being anything other than awesome. I want to be. I want to be remembered as awesome. Corny statement. One hundred percent. And you know mm-hmm. what else is corny? You not telling us what's next on your records. Okay. So what's next? Um, I'm not going to let the aliens come here without getting to know immediately um, hot service workers. Mm-hmm. Originally, mm. I said hot baristas, and then I was like, no, but hot bartenders. And then I was like, kind of the hot people at IKEA, uh, the hot people that I work work with at my co op, the the hot people that are a changing hot my tires, a, a hot a hot flight attendant, hot flight attendant. Are you kidding? A hot flight attendant is actually one of the horniest acts I think, on earth. I think they oh, prefer 100%. to be called stewardess, but yeah, sure, sure, sure. Um, one of the horniest true. people I know. <laughs> One of the horniest people I know was uh, a flight attendant for a short amount of time before he got fired for missing too many ships. But he was gay. Uh, yes, gay Girl. flight attendants are freaks, dude. I they are love freaks. It. You should. Well, gay flight so. attendants are freaky, a- bitch. Part of being a flight attendant is that you get to like fly around and fuck around and be like, I am on the go. (laughs) I can't be tied down. I got to get back on the plane, bitch. His Instagram really popped off after that. His Twitter presence popped off. He is now fully a Twitter gay and he is loving and he's chilling in my hometown. You know what that means to someone in a in a in a hometown? To have a, a, a gay flight to attendant a, living there? To have there? a gay flight attendant. <laughs> well, to be to have a Former. Twitter following and like, like you're a celeb. Like, okay, I have a Twitter following. I live in Brooklyn, New York. Who the fuck cares? Like the people yeah. who work at the grocery store have a Twitter following. Who cares? Having a Twitter following in New York and LA is actually almost to some extent embarrassing. No, agreed. And same with like Instagram. Like, okay, people follow me on Instagram. You know who else they follow? Like people who take pictures with like the rainbow bagel and like, you know, the donuts <laughs> with the gold flakes, you know, like, so it doesn't, it doesn't mean shit. If you have like, like bagel. if you're like good enough to have like a like a social media following in a small town, like you are on top of the world, and so I, I'm I'm envious. Um, but yeah, hot service workers. Not to go on a tangent, but they're so important. I think to just like the fabric of our society, kind of. Yeah, if I could have my way with how they are introduced to that it's that they come to earth Mm. and they're great they have sort of i don't want them to have to do this this is just only to introduce them to hot service workers there's not going to be a ton of actual paperwork or anything but they have to go through like a waiting room and like quick little like onboarding it's It's like onboarding to Mm -hmm. earth there's not anything we actually need them to do this is yeah you're right it's theater like this is a performance Mm -hmm. of like here's what we have to offer in terms of service workers um there's someone sort of signing them in you know yeah and then like taking them down a hallway and they're like okay just this way gotta take your photo um yeah you gotta get like a a fingerprint maybe yeah and it's like really pleasant because there's really no reason for it um and it's quick there's not really a wait uh but everyone working there is like really scary hot i think it's important that they also be um kind of like unaffected like like say you go to the dmv right like the hottest people working at the dmv would kill you without a second thought they hate that you're there they hate their jobs they like you know they're just waiting for their lunch break um and they're gonna shake their salad for like a solid five minutes of that lunch break to like make sure everything's Mm -hmm. and that's just like hot behavior to me so not only do they have to be hot they also have to be aloof um yeah, i think that's absolutely really important unbothered. to be hot and also in the service industry yes i i unfortunately i when i have an interaction with a hot barista i am not one of these delusional people who here's the deal 
I have I have friends who are hot baristas and they flirt with customers mm-hmm. often, right? Mm-hmm. They're like, oh my god, I was flirting with this guy today, but I don't think he noticed. So I'm not a delusional person who thinks, oh, a service worker who's nice to me is flirting with me. But here's sure. what happens. When I have a, a friendly interaction with a hot barista, which happens often, I'm pretty friendly with uh, service people. I like to have a nice little chat. Sure. And I will, I'll be like, oh, they weren't flirting with me. They're at their job. You know what I mean? They're doing mm-hmm. their job. But then I walk away and I'm like, but what if they were... And I, I, so I'm not the the kind of delusional where I immediately think it's flirting. I'm the kind of delusional where I walk away and like 10, 20, 30 minutes later, I'm like, oh, fuck. What if that was that? And then I just, I would never do anything about it, but I just spend the rest of the day going, damn, could have been something. Wow. It's always nice when I get flirted with from a service worker when I'm around Caleb because I never notice and Caleb is always like, oh. They want to fuck you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm big um, on that. You seem like that friend and that's like it's so important to have. I'll say yeah. anyone. I, it, there's nothing stopping me from saying, like, literally, a friend can text me, like, oh, I just, I, I, this guy that I've met one time said hi to me on the street today because we bumped into each other, and I'll be like, you need to take out a restraining order. No, one, I'm that person, obsessed. but in like, I'm, I'm that person, like, yeah, go, go for it. Like, why, what's the worst they can go, say? No, say it. What's the worst they can say? No. And then the worst, it turns out, like, a, a, my, a lot of my friends have the type of anxiety where the worst thing that someone could actually say um, is, is go no. for it. So it's not yeah. helpful. <laughs> so it's not helpful. Um, Caleb and I were at a drive-thru once and the person oh, this was crazy. in the window this was crazy. had a really hot energy over the box, you know? Yeah. When we were listening to them through the box, the energy was hot and they were flirting with me hard. Caleb was like, oh my God, when we get to the window, you have to get out of the car <laughs> and like go inside. I mean, this dude, was, this dude was like... Was like, uh, like, 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 sounds good. All right. Can't wait to see you at the window. Like, was, like, was like flirting. Intimate. Like, see, like that turned me on. Not That's in like a weird it. way, but like, oh, that, just even yeah. saying that, like picturing that, I'm like, mm, hot. Well, so we're waiting behind the next car. You know, we're, we're getting excited about the window. We're kind of strategizing. We're, I'm showing, I'm showing, like, what are we going to do when you get up there? Like, how do, do we, we make put this a number go? on the card to right. like, ha- whatever we get up there? It's a maybe 16 year old magician. <laughs> Never seen somebody with more magician energy. And when I tell you over the box, he sounded like a he sounded like a twenty eight year old cool guy. And it is we got a there and magician. we said, "We said, give us our food, and we must be on our way. <laughs> we uh, we have to drive away now." I mean, he must oh, have been hurt and confused so by the way our energy switched because we got to the window and we were like, "Yeah, we switched um, up." Hello, fast. good to see you. Thank you for doing your job. This is a business interaction. Like we were so like. <laughs> We were so ready to. We were just like, thank you for uh, yes. goodbye. A normal business interaction with a normal person. Have a good day. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing to see here. Um, but I also do think that that was important because even if he was like hurt by that, maybe that'll um, maybe that'll push him in the correct direction away from being sixteen and a magician. Yeah, the, <laughs> yeah. maybe it'll push him towards where we want to see him, which is being ten years older and not doing magic or having yes. magic energy. I yes. so much expected him to like pull a fry out from behind my ear or something <laughs> she's like oh i can't think and of anything like, more upsetting hell. than that he, pull, he pulls a fry out from your ear he leans out the window into the car and says what's this what <gasps> i find here <laughs> <laughs> not taylor gagging don't gag oh no oh I my god him. taylor gagging what's no. this Ooh, oh, Taylor Gaggin. Love that. Someone, love that for me. Love that for everybody. <laughs> Taylor, listen, we can't talk about the magician that worked at McDonald's in um, the Valley. We have to talk about what's next on your record. All right. So the next thing on my record is actually something weird. We have already talked about again. I think I'm just like in a headspace. Synergy. It's horny eye contact with strangers. And I feel like, you know, we've talked about the hot service workers and we were also talking about kind of horny uh, actions that don't come off immediately as horny. And so it's like, I feel like we've touched upon it a little bit, but I do think that it is one of the finer experiences in life. And I think we should allow aliens that. 
Yeah, and it deserves its own center stage. For sure. It deserves not to be an anecdote. It 100%. deserves the spotlight. I I'm really bad at this. When when I when when you know when someone's flirting with you and they're trying to like make prolonged eye contact mm-hmm. so that you can move forward, mm-hmm. I like immediately get I get kind of <laughs> I get bashful. Like if you, if anyone, it doesn't matter if it's horny or not. If you stare into my eyes for uh, more than like three seconds and you're not a close friend, I'm just, I'm going to look at the ground. I'm going to start sweating. It makes me nervy. Have you guys seen like the TikTok videos that are like <laughs> supposed to help you do the, the like stare? Oh, I think I've seen one where it's like, you where they're to, like, you look like down, start look up here to the and, side. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, And like you start here and then you like move across and you look down and you like, it's, I'm, I have gone to the audio for that and just watched like 45,000 videos of people just being like down up to the side, back down and up again. And then I'm like, okay, I guess that's what people are up to. But now there's going to be a whole army of these kids. I hate that. <laughs> I hate that, and I hate um, I hate that the children have a guideline on how to be now. I think yeah, that they should be. Yeah, I didn't. We had to figure it out. It's not a hot take to say that, like you know, teens teens these days they should they should have to be ugly in the same way that we were. But I do think that they should have to be ugly. I think that it's formative, um, and they should also have to be fucking weird and not. They should have to struggle into adulthood with um, kind of basic human interaction. And I, at the I, very I think least, have ugly clothes for sure. At the very least, let the teens have ugly clothes. Just for a little bit. I don't agree with you guys. Can we hear Can we hear your thoughts? No, I'm just proud of the kids. They're figuring out who they are Ew. in life. Ew. And, um, I think it's, you know, it's only net positive if the kids are expressing themselves on the web. No, it's not net positive. You guys, we are having so <laughs> so much fun with our friend Taylor. Um, Taylor, I love that addition to the records, girl. What else do you think you put on there? Probably okay. Um, so the next one, I have uh, MIA's first and second albums. Ooh, crucial listening, in my opinion. Pick one um, song. Pick one song. I dare you. Oh, uh, oh God, I can't. Um, okay, so full length th- full length song, Sun Showers, kind of a beautiful samples, a really old song that my mom used to play when I was growing up. So I think kind of like hits home in that way. Um, and then she has some kind of like skits on a couple of albums. Yeah, Banana, um, for oh, example. Banana Skit, amazing. Um, maybe that's my favorite. Maybe I'll say Banana Skit. That's a fun one. change <laughs> back up <laughs> just fun that hits that's just a lot of fun there's one called um uh boom skit it's not on these two albums but it's also an excellent one so if anyone's listening go ahead and listen to that and don't listen to kind of anything else that comes out of mia's mouth because she'd be wiling sometimes <laughs> let's just leave it at the banana sketch sure and yeah we'll see sure. but yeah there's just those albums um paper planes is on there tucked right in you know the hit of the the hit of the that particular moment um and yeah there's just just a, a kind of back to forth back to front bangers on both of those albums and kind of none of her other ones Banana skit is none of us. <laughs> Go ahead, Shelby. I'm just laughing at Taylor saying none of the other ones. That's, kind of That's it. That's all we've got. Uh, banana skit sounds like it could be like it could it could be in a kids show like out of the box type sure. thing, but mm-hmm. they would have had to like really do it up, and it would be 
one of those things that kids watch that it's like this is good for kids but ultimately it is kind of scary yeah 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 it's one of those things that like you wouldn't know as a child why it scared you but you'd have to like leave the room whatever happened and then like someone would play it like later on in life and you'd be like oh this shit used to scare me as a kid um and people would be like why like you fucking freak Um, yeah you do like psychotherapy and they're like oh my god yeah like this is i guess what rooted with all my issues sure um Mm -hmm. and you don't eat bananas like for that reason which is why yeah full of potassium Exactly, which is why we don't talk about that enough. Potass- I wrote <laughs> actually. <laughs> I had a hit song in the '90s about potassium. Did you? Yeah. What was? Mm-hmm. Wait, what was it called? It was called potassium. Oh, that skin or just potassium? It was just called potassium, and it went. Um, bananas are full of potassium. I remember that shit. That's yeah. Do you remember? It was in an, It was in a um, commercial for NASCAR. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah. Wait, was the bridge like potassium, potassium, potassium? Yes, yes, yeah. yes. I exactly. Being younger exactly. and being like, what's a potassium? And then when I got older, I was like, oh, duh. Yeah, <laughs> was they were just kind of remixing the word potassium. Potassium. Exactly. Well, also, potassium was, I wrote it, and this is so, God, sorry, I'll try to be quick about this because it's not my episode, but um, I wrote potassium about eating pussy. Okay, oh, so it was like puss Episode's sorry. over. I'm sorry to interrupt. <laughs> episode's over. <laughs> Show me what you say. <laughs> that the episode's over. Oh, okay. And Taylor, what were you saying? <laughs> I was saying like like potassium. I was just trying. Yeah, potassi, potassi is potassi, potassi. It's like kind of about. So the song is about eating pussy mm-hmm. um, sexually. Sure. And uh, NASCAR used it, and then there was a big backlash in the Midwest and South because um, people don't eat pussy down there. The, I yeah. Wait. That's mm. so true. I haven't yeah. really spent a lot of time in the Midwest, but I spent a little time in the South, and I certainly I got my pussy eaten nary a time, not a single time. And you get your pussy eaten a lot more in on the coast. I, I walked down I walked down the street in in uh, you know Rancho Cucamonga, and they're tongues left and right. They're begging. Is that a coastal city? I hope so. <laughs> it's it's actually an island in the in the ocean. Rancho okay. Cucamonga is an island. Which is, I'm just going uh, to coastal uh, in a lot of ways. That would be coastal. Portland, Portland, Maine. Ugh. Portland, Maine. It's it's like it's like bad. You know, you get any yeah, Portland. Get if you get to any Portland, Portland, Oregon, they're a little like at least kind of not reserved, but like uh, you know the Puritan. They're polite still, about. Yeah, it. they're like they're like kind about it. <laughs> they Portland, do. Portland, Maine. They're like you want a lobster roll. Also, can I eat your pussy? And I'm like. Well, Portland, yeah, Maine. but can I finish my lobster roll first? Because it seems a little distracting to be doing both at the same time. Portland, Maine refers to it mostly as munching box, which yeah. I hate. Mm-hmm. But that um, is what they call it there. Yeah, it's a really gross um, kind of muff. Muff diving is muff what I've heard is what I've heard in kind of the uh, coastal Washington area. Carpet and, cleaning. Yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Taylor, look. I think we're near the end of our time here, but uh, we have some we have some things on your list to still get through. So let's talk about them. Okay, I'll do it as quick as possible because this one is actually incredibly important to me, and that is um, seasons one through three of flavor a flavor of love. Mm. Um, and seasons one through two of I Love New York, um, the VH1 Correct. celeb reality kind of vehicles for Flavor Flav and uh, uh, Tiffany Pollard, aka New York. I have to say, first of all, incredible edition. I'm obsessed with both of these shows. Thank you. My, and it's hard to pick, and you know this because you're a fan. My favorite moment of all time on Flavor of Love is the fucking microwave chicken episode. Just the look, the the, the feigned look of, of like surprise on her face that the chicken wasn't 
created. That took me when I was watching that show. It took me from thinking that, oh my God, what was that contestant's name? It's like slipping my mind. It It wasn't delicious. It was hottie. hottie, hottie, That took me from being like, okay, hottie is just like kind of delusional to like, or like, you know, in her head or like playing a character to full on, like there's something wrong. And she somehow slipped through the cracks of like whatever kind of psychological evaluation (laughs) they were doing for these contestants, because something Mm -hmm. is wrong, you know? She thought the button that said chicken was to cook a whole chicken. I think putting the chicken in the microwave is like the most sanitary thing to do. Plus, it doesn't have all the extra calories from the grease. Ah! This is crazy! And she tried to serve the microwave chicken to Flav's mom. And there were whole unpeeled, uncooked carrots sticking out of the chicken's uh, cavity. A marshmallow with a raisin on top, uh, Uh. literally uh, toothpicked into the chicken's uh, carcass. Um... Uh. Huh? That show is such pure chaos. It is chaos. I've been so it's I'm going to say it's on Hulu. Um and I have been rewatching The Flavor of Love, which I always have to kind of immediately watch I Love New York afterwards because of just like the misogyny and and horrible like really it's a it's a show that is upsetting to me as a woman as an adult watching it. Of course when I was 12 I was like, "Yes, like read these bitches Flavor Flav, you fucking raisin, you little yeah. prune." Take their names away and treat them like objects. Precisely. Let's go. I love this. I live for this. Um, but then I, it's followed up by I Love New York, which I think actually was a pretty feminist move by VH1. They were like, yeah. we just let Flavor Flav have three seasons of, you know, just kind of objectifying these women that we found. Um, let's let Tiffany Pollard, who was one of those women twice in a row, um, do that, do the same thing. And I think that's really kind of empowering. Um, in terms of my favorite, uh, moment from those shows, I was watching one recently and it's when he took, it was the end of the second season. He took, uh, the woman and the contestants and their families out to like do little things. And one of the final contestants, what her name was crazy. She was Caucasian. Uh, and he took her and her mother and her grandmother to a black salon to get them all cornrows. (laughs) And at one point the mom goes, it feels like it's breaking is it breaking about her hair and the woman who was cornrowing like started pulling a little bit like they don't highlight it but she pulled even harder like as she was saying that and i was like flavor flavor set these white people up to like be humiliated 100 yeah. um, and i love that and good for him yeah and, and, good for and him. new york did the same thing with mr boston oh for sure um boston was a, an embarrassment to all white people everywhere it was completely unacceptable that he was allowed to behave that way on tv agreed agreed um yeah and also just kind of they were all wearing dresses at the elimination that existed before um kind of like nipple cut like a six like effective nipple covers existed so if they had to cover up some kind of nip there either they straight up didn't and they were blurred out a la um nibbles um one of my favorite contestants (laughs) or they were wearing a full bra under the rave girl dress that they had on um (laughs) and i think that that it was just like kind of a highlight of 2005 fashion um also something shit on the floor there's just so many kind of moments that are worth highlighting from there something shit on the floor do you remember that she shit on the floor and then she shit up the stairs and they just they didn't even spend that much time in the grand scheme of things like kind of focusing on that yeah um, my oh, oh, oh also new york saying um i think to hottie hey, i'm so sorry i'm so sorry that a ugly ass bitch like this would even say that you know who you really look like you fucking look like luther van <laughs> just the cultural luther reference Vandross. i'm like that's when i knew that i was like new york she's in the know 
She actually said that. She She said she was never a child. She came out of her mother in the know. That was one of my favorite quotes from her. She's an icon. She She really is. And she's still doing it. Kind of, kind of the original um, reality TV show, like icon. And she deserves that, that, uh, that right. She also said she also said that another girl was cute, but that she's pretty and pretty beats cute. Mm-hmm. She said pretty will eat cute alive. She, <laughs> That's what she, she said, said, please get rid of that uh, trailer park uh, part in your hair. And it was just the center part. Um, <laughs> it was just the middle part. And they said, get rid of that trailer park part. I'm like, mm, uh, is it or is it just down the middle of her side? Is it just? I love I love uh, what's last on your record? There's one more. I think. One more. Yeah. The last thing is uh, finally getting a bit of food unstuck from your molar. Just just next level um, sensation, I think. Joy. Pure There's joy. There's truly nothing more satisfying. And it could be anything. It's like, oop, I ate uh, some shrimp. Oop. And there's like a little fiber back there. Oh, I ate some popcorn. I got like the little, the little uh, hulk. Stuck like, to the, the little, front of your teeth. Oh, God, I the worst. Hate that. It's like up fucking in your mango. gum. Like mango be getting there. everywhere. If you're eating mango, you need floss oh, God. around. Bean, like black beans. You'll be, you'll fully three days later have a piece of like black bean come out. And I'm like, I've brushed my teeth several times in between this. So this has been hiding in there and just kind of, um, making my life down the road uh hell at the dentist but 100 percent. and obviously we know this but popcorn popcorn hell. <laughs> popcorn thank you for that mm-hmm. uh, yeah i just knew we knew it but i wanted to make sure it was said i'm happy to bring it up again broccoli kind of any there's so many things that, unless you're just eating a mashed fibrous potatoes green is really a big problem oh my god a bra- any any of the brassica family just it's all it's all bad um but once you get out of there it's all good I 100% agree. I think this is an incredible sensation to send. I hope the aliens have teeth so that they can experience it. Taylor, you've been an amazing guest and you know that we're obsessed with you. You do know that, I hope. That is a mutual feeling and I I actually, my love language is words of affirmation. So I do know that, but it's really nice to hear it. Will you? And um, we will give them to you whenever you want for what it's worth. Will you give our followers words of affirmation by telling them where they can find you? Sure. Um, Beautiful, lovely followers who are so valid and worthy of love and just complete the way they are. Mm -hmm. Um, You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at at Taylor Garen. Um, Yeah, I post a lot of stuff. um, And so feel free to mute me. Um, no. when you follow me there, follow, but definitely but mute. Follow, follow, but mute. mute. That's, I'm, I'm totally okay with that. Like I, I recognize we all have our own needs and mine, I need you to follow me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the tea. And thank you for and being on. And that's the tea. Thank you so much for having me. This has been, uh, just lovely. And frankly, I miss both of you. I don't care how horny it sounds. I miss both of you. We miss you too. And ciao. was a HeadGum original.